Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. I am Reek. I'm Reek. And how was everybody's weekend? Did you celebrate Halloween last weekend? Did you celebrate it the weekend prior? Let me know. I just don't know. I didn't go to any Halloween parties, actually. I decided to play the crib. Because, I don't know, maybe it's ingrained in me. When I was younger, I saw a myriad of things happen to kids that were not only neighbors of mine, but kids that were neighboring the area. Where some kids would get eggs thrown on them. Some kids would get shot with BBs. Some people would get shot with paintball guns. Sometimes all three. People run down on you and punch in your face and take the candy out of your hand. Or even if you were just an honest civilian coming home from work, you were target practice. So I always vow, like, you know, on Halloween, I don't think I'm going outside. But I don't think that happens anymore. Maybe that was just a 2000 thing and a 90s thing. Because, you know, due to the fact that there's anti-bullying campaigns and all this other soft shit that's going on, there's no character being built out here. Nobody's getting beat up. Nobody's getting shot. Nobody's getting fucking mobbed on. Nobody's feeling like they're going to be unsafe. You know what I'm saying? Nobody has to know the actual protocol of getting low when niggas get mobbed on. Niggas don't know how to identify when they're getting set up. So when you see a whole bunch of people walking towards you hastily and there are groups of two and three, you got to know to make that sharp left or else you're fucking target practice. Niggas don't know this. But it's November. Daylight savings has happened. The clocks went back an hour, which is dope because as a nigga that's always sleepy, these are the things I need to happen, man. This is my time. You know what I mean? This is why I'd be so sleepy in the summer because I'd be needing the hour back. So my my body is acclimated towards this uh this half of the year between uh I want to say November to June, I believe is when the summer solstice kicks in and then the clocks go forward an hour. So yeah, this is my time to shine. This one I get Liddy and this is when the show's gonna take off. Speaking of the show taking off, do me a favor. Review me on iTunes, specifically on the Apple app. If you utilize the Apple app, uh, click the fifth star, leave a review of sorts, and get me to 500 reviews, man. I want to say by next week, I should get to 500 reviews. Also, tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell a friend to tell a friend. It appears as though that my uh, views or my listens are starting to plateau a little bit. So I just want to make sure I'm centering between 1,000 to 1,500 a week. Looks like it's gone down a little bit. Maybe the content hasn't been as funny. It's up, to you to, it's up for you to tell me. But I also want to give another apology of me not being able to do Reek Week. I know I said I'm going to do that shit every month, but that, poll, that Board of Elections shit, that shit fucked me all up. But Reek Week is happening at the end of this month. I can fucking promise you that. You know what I mean? Another big announcement for this month. November 16th is my party. Not my party, a party that I'm a part of. Me and the four extraordinary gentlemen, we're doing what needs to be done. It's Jack in the Box, going to be Jack Daniels. And I, I hope and I suggest that you come. One, support me. Two, have fun. Three, it's unlimited liquor, cost-efficient style. And I think you would have fun with that. So I'm going to get into this last ad. This is my only ad of the day. And then I can tell you guys about my week or weekend or Whatever fuck I feel like talking about. Ahem! Ahem! This episode of the Good Brother Experience is brought to you by the good folks at Soul Deep Socks. 
Soul Deep Socks is the new gold standard of luxury footwear when it comes to fashion. Too many people underestimate the importance of their socks. Yo, uh, when you're in war, whether you're a Marine, Navy, Army, Air Force, whatever you're doing, to my understanding, they always tell you, if you do nothing else, soldier, you change your socks. Because gangrene is real. Now, gangrene isn't just these women with hammer feet and these niggas with black toes and all that type of shit. Gangrene is fungus that comes from bacteria building up in your feet. And only that happens is if you leave the sweat to just fester on your goddamn foot. So always change your socks. And if you're going to change your socks, you fuck with so deep socks. Anyway, I personally like Picasso and Navy Flamingo pieces. There's over two dozen styles to choose from. In fact, if you sign up for their monthly soul club, you'll get two fresh pairs of socks sent to your doorstep every month. To show appreciation for listening to the Good Brother Experience, all listeners get 10% off of their next order. Just use promo code TGBE at checkout. That's SoulDeepSocks.com, where unique artistry and quality socks meet. As you can see, I'm in a chipper mood. I'm feeling jovial today for whatever reason. I don't know why, but I'm in high spirits. And at the five-minute mark, I just want to make sure in 10 minutes, be ready for the water break. Do you have your water? You know, you listen to my show, and you don't have water with you, and I'm trying to understand why. Dehydration is real. Niggas having chapped lips, poor skin. All this shit can be circumvented with just a splash of agua going in your body, man. Drink some goddamn water and put the Hennessy down. With that being said, I can get into my week. But where do I want to start? What do I want to kick this off with? The first episode of November. I'll kick it off with this. I fucked up my hamstring two weeks ago, right? And I was on some 19-year-old shit. I told you guys what happened. And yesterday we had a game. We had a football game. And... Like fucking eight members of the team didn't show up. So we play eight man. If you're unfamiliar with what I mean, if you're playing flag football, you can play five man where it's five on five, a quarterback, uh, a quarterback and four receivers. And then there's a nigga that can go to the quarterback after three seconds to try to get a sack. And then four corners. Five man is garbage. Then you have eight man. That's what I play where you have uh, a down, you have the center, you have two guards. Uh, and then center two guards, that's three people. Then you have either three receivers and a running back or four receivers and a quarterback. And then you have three down linemen. You have a defensive tackle, two DNs, uh, two corners, uh, two linebackers, and a safety, right? That's my shit. And then you have nine men where I believe that they put in another safety. And then at the same token, you can have a fullback or you can have a running back along with four receivers so i play eight man and we play eight on eight so i went from doing absolutely nothing uh for two weeks that was athletic to me playing a full football game on offense and defense i play safety and i play receiver so to tell you guys what happened during the game i told the quarterback and i told the team like hey i'm gonna trust i'm gonna test this hamstring out not going through any pain um i just been stretching i've been icing it putting heat on it and i think i'm good to go but even as I was trying to do some wind sprints prior to the game after stretching, I could still feel that tightness. So I'm like, all right, my hamstring's at 80%. So I can't give niggas a Tyreek Hill. I'm, I'm not Tyreek Hill fast, but I'm kind of quick. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I can break loose if uh, you give me some time. So I'm playing, and I'm running around the field because you have to do so when you're at safety. 
and I'm running some routes. In the first half, the quarterback is not feeding me the rock, son. Niggas is dropping the rock, all kind of other shit. So I'm like, God damn. And in the first half, these niggas scored three times. Niggas was picking on my man. I'm not going to say his name, but it's all good. I mean, usually he wouldn't be in that position. If you ask me, the person I'm referring to where they were just picking on his side as far as the right receiver, he's better at linebacker than he is at corner because he's someone that can cover ground in a short period of time, but it has to be uh, a slotted amount of field that he can cover so if he's linebacker and all he has to do is cover the middle and cover the flats then he's all good to go i see him wreak havoc that way i believe he has a pick he he doesn't miss flags all kind of other shit but when you're asking this man he's a father of two to cover somebody on a go route that's when trouble arises i mean and i'm pretty sure the team automatically identified this start picking on him i'm like god damn we're not scoring they're scoring something gotta fucking give so in the second half, we leave, we leave them scoreless, and um, I scored a touchdown. Uh, I believe I got two targets in the second half. Um, they threw me a goal route, but for whatever reason, when I got past the uh, when I got past the corner, I didn't maintain my route. Uh, I started fading towards the middle just naturally when I should have just stayed on the sideline. Had I stayed on the sideline, it would have been a touchdown. But I actually brought the safety over to me, and then it was batted away, and I overran the route. But then uh, we got in the red zone, and uh, we wound up doing our goal line play. And I was like, God damn, son. We went three and out. I'm like, this is some bullshit. So I told this nigga, like, yo, if you throw me the wheel route, throw it as a jump ball, and I got you. So on the wheel, I was the tight end at that point in time. I had two niggas on the outside. I acted like it was going to be a screen pass. Then you wheel it up. And then when I wheeled it up, when I wheeled it, um, the quarterback did an incredible job putting some air on that thing. I'm awesome bitch ass nigga that tried to do pass interference and I scored. So hooray for me, hooray for my fucking hamstring, but we lost and I was tight. Same thing that happened last time. I had my breakout game last game because last week it rained. And my nigga, we lost again. We gotta do something about this losing shit, son. So uh we have two more games left. I'm more than positive that we're gonna win out because we just ain't going out like that. Fuck that shit. We're gonna make the playoffs and we're gonna make some noise. I mean my hamstring feels good. I believe the quarterback knows my fucking abilities as a wide receiver. So he doesn't have to stare down the 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 only two people that he stares down, one of which is my man Mana, one of the trustworthy white people that I actually came in contact with. I've been fucking with Mana for years because my cousins were playing with Mana for years. I'm like, yo, this guy's alright. I can get down with his energy. Know what I mean, and um, because of that, him and the quarterback have an incredible chemistry with one another, and he's one of the more short-handed people on the team. And then it's my man Keith. Know what I'm saying he's pretty much like the all-star receiver on the team. So I'm trying to get him when I fit him. Know what I mean, I'm like, yo, I can do some superstar shit too. The quarterback now realized that, so hopefully with these last two games heading into the playoffs, I can start getting more targets and we can start winning these games. Cause I really feel, I really feel, if I was targeted. The way other people are targeted, our fucking, um, our possessions wouldn't be so short. And I would be able to actually help the team not only move the chains, but put us in a better position. Because he looks at so many other people that people be putting like the bum ass nigga on me. I'm like, yo, boy, at this point in time, I was wilding, averaging 100 touchdowns a game. Now I'm on this team where I don't have the synergy with the quarterback that I would like. So now everybody thinks I suck. And that shit hurt me. So I was really happy when he was feeding me last game. And then this game, I did a highlight touchdown. I'm like, all right, maybe I can fucking start getting some respect around here. 
So I say that to say that tonight I have a playoff basketball game in this basketball league that I've been in. I mean, I'm with a lot of people that I grew up with in high school. And if I didn't grow up with in high school, I just grew up with them in the hood. And this is some makeshift shit that my man put together. I mean, and um, none of us is in shape. <laughs> Niggas is not in shape. Niggas do two fast breaks and be like, all right, boy, but boy, 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 I need a sub. But if you're like me, you know what I mean? I told niggas that I have, like, a in my contract, I need 15 shots a game. Now it's running clock at 20-minute halves. It, so there's, there's it's a kind of impossible to take 15 shots a game unless you're like a chuck. But what I would tell you is I am a chuck. <laughs> I put that shit up, nigga. Fuck is they talking about? I will go over 19 and then have a smile on my face like I just gave niggas 50. Fuck out of here. So I will say... By the time you listen to this and after you get finished listening to 10.2, the game will have been probably done. So just wish me luck. I'll tell you what happened on Wednesday when I do 11.3. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Something else that I did over the weekend is I was on the Officially Street podcast. That happened on Saturday. And if you're unfamiliar with that show, I believe you should check it out. Uh, the show is hosted by a woman by the name of Cherry Poppins, a gentleman by the name of Sire, or Sire, but I call him Sire, and he hasn't corrected me. He's an incredible producer, by the way, and J. Omega, which is also a rapper. And the three of them come together, and the reason why I like that show so much is because we're all relatively the same age, and all three of them are way, are like leaps and bounds more mature than I am as far as like being an adult. So this nigga Jay, him and his wife, uh, they have a cute daughter. Uh, my man Sire, him and his wife. These two niggas are my age and they're married. He has five children with the love of his life. And Cherry, uh, she's single, but she's a career woman that has her own apartment down in Philadelphia. And I just look at these three niggas. I'm like, yo, when I'm looking at y'all, one, the fact that you hear Cherry and her trepidations and her peaks and valleys as far as dating is concerned from a female's point of view which is pretty dope listen to literally a husband and a father of five speak like one of us because usually when you hear niggas speak like one of us they're out cheating or it's just a nigga that just so happens to have five kids but he's still doing what he got to do he's still doing his one two in the street but nah this nigga's a family man he goes to pta meetings and when you listen to him talk you don't feel like he's a father of five. I don't know because what's depicted on television, you're like, yo, niggas usually lose themselves in their kids, in their marriage. So they start wearing like corny shit or it's like, yes, babe, no, babe, I can't go out, babe. All right, babe, sure, babe. Or, yo, stop doing that podcast shit. You know, you got a fan, you know, shit like that. And you just listen to this nigga. He's speaking the way we speak. He's very up to date about what's going on. Now I'm saying, though he literally has five mouths to feed, he's still abreast on music. He's still abreast on slang. Um, he loves his wife very much. He talks about it all the time, but you don't feel like you're hanging around like a bitch ass nigga that got married. He's feeling like a nigga. It's a hood nigga that found the love of his life, fucked around, had five kids, and he remained himself. And for that, I always listen to the show because it just it just makes me feel good. Like that's the type of nigga that I want to be when I'm married. Like I don't want to be the the nigga that loses myself and my wife and then my kids and I lose all my persona, I lose all my shtick, and I lose all my pizzazz. And then Jay, 
just hearing like the things he's going through as a new father, the things he goes through with his wife. And it's just like a dope show altogether. So you should listen to me on that. They fuck with me as much as I fuck with them. And I don't, they was at my last party. They came to Jack in the Box in August. I don't think that they'll be able to come to the one in November, but I actually applaud them for even coming out to the one in November. I mean, the one in August. And their show, their dynamic is pretty dope. Um, they have like this regimented way of doing everything. So they do it at about an hour or so. And that's something that I really feel like y'all will fuck with. With that being said, drink some goddamn water right now. I'm going to join you, actually. I have water to the side of me. I'm starting to get a little parched. Ah. Now, I mean, trust and believe a water company is going to fucking sponsor this show, do advertisements on the show, because I'm just out here wilding for people to be hydrated. I need to be compensated for doing such. And, um... There's also something I wanted to bring to you guys' attention. I saw Dolomite, but prior to me telling you about Dolomite, I'm talking about the one that came out in 1975, because the last time, I believe on 10.1, I told you guys that I saw Dolomite as my name with Eddie Murphy, and how that just totally reshaped how I saw him. And just to go to that, and then I'll tell you what I'm about to tell you, and then I'll tell you about the 1975 Dolomite. The thing that's so dope about Dolomite as my name is because Eddie Murphy's claim to fame was him being an impressionist. So whether it was Saturday Night Live, whether it's uh, Dr. Doolittle, or all the other type of shit, right? He's always doing impressions of someone. Norbit, he can do different impressions of different people, whether it's someone that he's imitating, or just an impression of something that he will like to have into the atmosphere so he can do an impression of like a fat woman an old woman an old man a creepy uncle all the other type of shit right but i believe and you can quote me on this this is the first impression since saturday night live that he did of someone who actually exists now i know back when he was doing like um other shit he was imitating like buckwheat all the other type of shit on saturday night live but now his imitation of dolomite was pretty spot on know what i mean so shout out to eddie murphy and that movie gave me more confidence for his stand-up because it looks like his comedic timing is still right um he's not someone that's like i don't say nigga and it's like oh i don't use profanity like nah he's still like all right i can get down with this nigga he's like the cool uncle type vibe now he's not like the uppity rich old nigga that i thought he was going to be so that's pretty dope but after i got done recording the officially street podcast i was speaking with a friend of mine it wasn't jay it wasn't saya because those are two married individuals so i need to really put that into the atmosphere it was someone else and i'm he's gonna remain nameless because i don't want anybody putting two and two together and then it looks like i'm snitching i'm gonna tell you guys the experience but i'm not gonna tell you the person i was speaking to because i refuse for a dot to be connected we're speaking to one another and he was like yeah man i'm about to had this bitch come over here and give me some top. I'm like, I right, whatever. I was like, who? And he told me her name. And then I showed him the gram. I'm like, her? And he was like, yeah. I was like, you know, I'm like, yeah, I know it. This and that, blah, 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 blah. And the reason why I found that so interesting is because this woman on social media mediums does nothing but downplay human interaction. So it was like, you better not be taking no money. How you gonna be fucking with a nigga and not be taking no money from him? Or... If you're going out, if if you're fucking with a nigga and he don't take you on no dates, that's a dub. Or 
how the fuck are you gonna do th- if this nigga don't got this then why would you do this or anything concerning like someone minding their business and liking somebody for them is something that's usually downplayed like i don't understand how these women be fucking niggas with no such and such or i don't understand how how can be fuck with a nigga for such amount of time and not be getting x y and z and i was talking to him and you know i'm, I'm gonna be i'm gonna be a pro with you guys you know what i'm saying we're all a family here I was looking at her and we were speaking and I was saying to myself, I'm not going to say where I was at in the world, but I'm not driving this distance to take this girl on a date and get no pussy out of it. That's just what it is. I don't care. Y'all can fucking judge me. This is just me being transparent with y'all. Yo, it's my fucking show. This is just what it is. So I'm like, yo, I'm looking at her like she seems cool. She got some breasts. She got some ass, whatever. I'm looking at this bitch, I'm like, uh, with your attitude, with your perceived attitude, our discussions that we're having with one another via text, I'm thinking to myself, am I willing to put gas in my car, pick this woman up, pay for the date, drive her home and drive back? The answer was an unequivocal no, right? Unequivocal. So when I told my man that, this nigga started laughing. He was like, yo, that's bad funny. I thought the same shit. I wouldn't do that shit either. I never did. I never took this bitch to do, do nothing. Came over here. I beat it a few times. I don't want the pussy no more, but she seems mad cool, so I just want the top. And I was like, that's what the fuck I'm talking about, son. And I say all that to say this. The people that do nothing but lambast, but lambast what you'll do for one another, particularly women, because I don't see men doing this too much, these women need to go to an island that I want to refer to as Mooch Island. Now, if you don't know what Mooch Island is, let me explain. There's women that will downplay who you are as a person or just refer to you as broke and dismiss you because you're unwilling to bring in a liability into your life. So if a woman has nothing to offer you but sometimes vibes and vagina that probably won't be on deck because nobody's a robot, then why would I pay your bills? Why would I take you on these expensive things unless I like you like that? There's one thing if I like you like that, right? And my way of showing you that I like you like that, I was like, nah, if you got a little phone bill, if you got an electricity bill, I'll take care of that. Or yo, you like this little bag, whatever, I got the bread in my pocket, yeah, I got you. But if these are like prerequisites to fuck with you, and all you're probably going to give me in return is just some vagina, which is something that I can get from anywhere, how am I broke that I don't want to sign up for that? Well, niggas who have it, nigga, these broke niggas be this is a, a real king has his own shit, and I'm like, all right, so cool. Let's go. Let's let's go with this fucking methodology here. If I'm someone that has a lot of money, and everything I have is self-sustaining at this point, I can pay my bills, I can pay my car note, my rent is all good, or my mortgage is all good, depending on where I am. I keep myself looking well. I'm in shape. This is that whatever. All right, I'm fucking with you now. You're someone that. Uh, from a vanity standpoint, you check on my checklist. Let's just not, let's not be fucking, let's not be coy here, everybody. You're not fucking nobody that you're not attracted to. So I'm like, all right, maybe you're beautiful. You have some large breasts. You have flat stomach. Maybe you have some chub to you if I like that. You got some thigh action. All right, you got the, you got, you got some cheeks. You, you wear ankle bracelets. All right, cool. You keep your hair done. All right, cool. I want you in my world. I won't need to be in your world. In order for me to be in your world, I have to pay to be in your world so i have to pay bills i have to pay rent i have to do this i have to buy you bags i have to do this what are you going to do for me in return have sex with me 
that's the fucking trade-off and because niggas is not signing up for that niggas is broke i'm i said this before and i'm gonna say this again women like to brainwash you so the things that they're responsible for are intangible now what do i mean by that i'm not saying all women because there's plenty of women that will fuck with you for you. There's plenty of women that if you are broke, I, you're broke and I'm not broke, but I like who you are. And then things don't work out. Like, I need to start fucking with rich niggas. If that's your vibe, that's cool. I'm not here to tell you what to do. But it's my show and I just feel like I need to say this. There are women that they want to cook food, right? Or they want to be a shoulder to cry on, be a part of your day to day give you overwhelming affection things that you can choose to do or not do if you don't cook for me i can order food if you're not affectionate towards me i'm still going to go through the instance that has me even feeling happy sad joyous or sad happy i'm sorry happy sad joyous or angry right if you give me vagina and a grand scheme of things nobody wants to go through this but i can technically live without pussy right things that are intangible the women look at you for things that are tangible, things that have to be done. Bills have to be paid or else it's going to be very cold and dark in that house. Food has to be bought. Rent has to, you know what I'm saying? Bills got to happen. All this shit has to happen. Car notes got to be paid, whatever have you. I need shoes. Niggas need shoes to walk outside, especially if you live in New York. It's starting to get cold out here. So the fact that they'll try to trick you into thinking like, because I have ass and because I'm cool sometimes, things... In order for you to be in my world, you need to stop paying for my world. Now, the one thing that I respect, whether this is men saying this or women saying this, is I only fuck with people that can match what I have. And it's very rare that I hear that's the sentiment. Like, yo, if I'm fucking with a nigga, at the very least, you got to have your own spot. You got to have your own car. Reason being, I have my own spot and I have my own car. So... If I can invite you to my house, I need to have the ability to be invited to your house. That is clean. That is smooth. I can fuck with that. Or, yo, if you're going to be here the majority of the time, because whenever we're fucking with each other, you're always at my house. You're always staying the night. The least you can do is help out around here. So you don't got to pay all the bills, but like, yo, you can, you can, can you help me with the water bill? Can you help me with the electricity bill? Because it's like, yo... If you're, if you're going to be here all the time, we're going to be fucking all the time, I'm giving you all this pussy, I'm giving you all this love and affection, and for the most part, you're always over here, can you help me out with what I got going over here? That's clean. That's cool. That's dope. Or like, yo, I like being taken out. I know being taken out is expensive, and I'm going to be a recipient of free shit, but if you're going to be taking me out, if I see that you need a coat, I'll get niggas a coat. I get you some clothes. So it's kind of like a fair exchange. I get you things that I think you need. You're doing things that you know that I like and everybody's benefiting from the situation outside of me just giving you some pussy. That's clean. That's not the case. That's not what's being pushed. If you don't pay for certain things, you're broke and you're disgusting and you're worthless. That's what's being pushed to the forefront out here. And these women have to go to an island or these niggas They'd be like, bitch, I got everything I need. This is a net. Whatever have you. If I get you this coat, bitch, you mine. If I give you, or, or niggas that like lead with their money as opposed to leading with their personality, they all need to go to Mooch Island. You like the trick? 
These women like to be tricked on. Go to Mooch Island. It's going to be a very big island. It's going to be luxurious. It's going to have butlers and all kind of other shit. And you niggas just mooch off of each other until y'all niggas die off. That's pretty dope. But for the people that don't want to live that way, to look down at the behavior because it doesn't mirror what you think should happen is utterly disgusting. My last point is Dolomite. So the one I, I just watched the one that came out in 1975. And what I will say is the same way I was talking about because I don't think I said this clearly. When I spoke about the founder last week, right? I'm speaking about gentlemen that were very old and found out what they needed to do in life. This nigga was a salesman. He was going door to door. He saw these niggas doing this shit in McDonald's. He wanted to franchise the McDonald's. Uh, and he G'd them niggas and deaded them off McDonald's. This this nigga, he was 46 years old. He's working in a work, record store. He went to homeless niggas to steal their swag. He made a character of himself. He started to buy suits. He did comedy albums. He sold the comedy albums. He used those comedy albums to fucking shoot movies because he's a portly, semi-attractive nigga. And like, you know what? I think I think I have something to offer to the world. If nobody's going to give it to me, I'm going to do it myself. You watch like the boom mics and shit. Like you can see like the microphones in the movie. The acting is terrible. But the shit was funny it was like 1970s funny but you can see how much of a visionary he was because it's like the whole time you're watching this movie no matter if you don't like how it was shot if you don't like how it was edited if you don't like how he casted it whatever have you i'm watching the shit like yo this nigga did all his shit by himself nobody called that nigga the chosen one he was like yo i want to shoot a movie i'm shooting a movie and I'm going to get this movie fucking paid for. I'm going to get this movie shot. I'm going to get this movie ed edited. I'm releasing this movie. You know what I'm saying? So much so that 40 some odd years later, Eddie Murphy used his life to spearhead his comeback into entertainment. How fucking fantastic is that? That shit really motivated me as someone that I'm in the latter stages of my life as far as entertainment is concerned because I'm not young, I'm not fresh, I'm not 18 with a dope podcast. I'm not this well-spoken guy that's fresh out of high school and everybody around me can fucking get down what I'm saying because people that are young have the most time to waste on nonsense and they have the most money to spend on nonsense. And when you're older, it's hard for you to pay attention to new things because you have the things that you already like going up so with me it's it's very hard for me to capture new audiences because at this point in time anybody listening to this likes what they like already if i did not have this show they have other means of entertainment right it just so happens that the majority of these people that listen to this fuck with me so they have to grow from there so i feel like rude of more in a sense to where it's like this has to be done by me I have to be the person pushing this to the forefront. But I'm not going to be in my 40s. I'm not going to be in my 50s. I'm doing this right now. There's plenty of my counterparts that are ahead of me as far as what's going on. You know what I mean? I'm kind of like French Montana when he did the double XL cover. This nigga was like fucking 28 and everybody around him was like 17. But he was like, fuck that shit, nigga. I'm French Montana. This is free publicity. I'm on this fucking... Do me a favor. Look at the double XL cover that French Montana was on. And tell me how many of them niggas were his age. That shit always makes me laugh. And the reason why I say all that, whether it be French Montana, Dolomite, uh, the nigga that deaded them niggas off of McDonald's, I forgot his name, but he's white, so who cares? That's the shit that needs to be pushed to the forefront. Following your dreams, regardless of age, because if you're good at it, things are going to fucking happen the way it needs to happen. 
which is why I'm going to say this again. I'm not working a regular job. I'm not going to lie. When I be on Twitter and they be talking about broke niggas, that should be stinging. Or when I be looking on IG, niggas talking about niggas being broke and not being able to do this, that should be stinging. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, God damn, I've, I definitely qualify as one of these niggas. I can't pay no bills right now. I can't buy you no bag. Know what I'm saying? One of these niggas with, with, with no headboard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I don't got my own spot. I live with my aunt. Everything's all bad right now. You know what I mean? So, if you're in a certain situation, you can look down on me. And that's like a whole percentage of pussy that I could not get if woman was going under the premise of like, yo, you got to match what I have for, for me to fuck with you. Because... If I can't I can't invite you into my crib. That's just what it is. My crib's getting renovated. My aunt was like, "Yo, listen. Until we get the house done, don't have nobody in here because it's a rep, it's not a representation of you. It's a representation of this family. So until this house gets done, can't people come in here? The house has been getting done for like two years now. This house is never getting done. Wanna know what that means? That means I'm never gonna have company in here. And that shit is demoralizing. I'm about to be thirty. Can't even have people in my crib." That shit hurts. That's why there's 400,000 miles in my car. Because I always have to meet people where they need to be at. Now, in some regards, it's like, God damn, my nigga. We didn't need to know all that. I don't want to give you any pussy anymore. And in that regard, I'd be like, you can keep it. Because let's not fucking forget one thing. I'm a sex symbol. Pussy's going to come to me regardless. Please don't forget that. With that being said, just another reminder. Jack in the Box is happening November 16th. Please get your tickets. It's in the description below. And I'm going to say it once. You've heard me say it before. And I'm going to say it again. Peace and blessings. Pass the dressing. And I'll be speaking with you on 10.2. I'm sorry. I'll be speaking with you on 11.2. Wait a goddamn minute. I forgot the shout outs. So, shout out to my man Robbie Digital. He has a show on motherfucking IGTV. I'm not going to tell you the name of it. I want you to do the due diligence yourself, but it's an incredible sneaker program. Directed, edited, and produced by fucking Funny Julius, so make sure you give that some love. She told me don't say her name, so I'll do so. Uh, the Marsupial Family wants some love. Uh, also, Eastside Lemon, FB, wanted a shout out. There it is. Good brother. We have Starring Chrissy. An incredibly voluptuous woman. I don't know much about her, but we do converse from time to time. And uh, not for nothing, she bought me a memory card. One day, that fat kid, that fat kid's deal shit was on the timeline. It was like 3 in the morning. I'm like, yo, if you love me, give me $15. And she actually sent it. I was like, oh, shit. That's what's up. I never met this woman, but she appears to enjoy my entertainment as far as what I do on the podcasting forum. And um, she lives in L.A., Whenever she comes to New York, I would love to meet her. Not to beat it. That's not in the time I'm on. But if you give me some money randomly, uh, I definitely would like to meet you. So that would be pretty cool. So starring Chrissy, shout out to you. And last but not least, we have the Mr. Monkey. The Mr. M-U-N-K-I. The Mr. Monkey. Nigga, deity, monkey of the South. With that being said, that concludes the shout outs. Peace and blessings past the dressing. See you in 11.2, nigga.